You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches. What is up, Chiefs team, and welcome to Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur from our other friends at Holiday Distillery. Super stoked to be joined uh, with the fellas. We got the full crew today, Nick Lecky, Big B, Brian Hanley hanging out today, getting you ready for the Sunday slate. But first, we're going to be talking about the Chiefs game. Uh, but Nick, how are you doing, man? Great to see you. You're all spiffied up. You got dressed up for the podcast today. Really appreciate it. Uh, how have you been? I've been great. I've been really good. I, I was telling you earlier, I didn't drink too much at the game last night. Uh, it was a Thursday night, and I left ten minutes with 10 minutes to go because uh, I got out of Arrowhead in five minutes. Nice. And if you know me, I'm chill always, except for lines. Whenever nice. I get lines, it's just like my blood starts to like get slowly heated up just a little bit, mm. and and I lose I lose all my whatever all, all my 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 wits about me. I don't. You know, you're cold. Yeah, like air, airports. Mm. When I'm in, like, oh, you can't just say line. When I'm in the TSA line and I'm behind someone, and they're like, "Oh, I can't bring this bottle of water through. I can't bring this buoy knife for this machete." Like, <laughs> oh, the rules change. And I'm like, "Oh, I can tell you haven't traveled since you know 1800s." I mean, it's country. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing with waiting for Arrowhead. You know, everyone's drunk and what's getting out, and people are doing walk across the street with blind trust, and yeah, mm-hmm. not like you know. It also takes forever to get out of that parking lot uh, if you leave after game time. I think that we we were uh, we were here doing a post game show and uh, our fearless leader BJ Kissel had called us because he was at the game, um, and he's like, "Hey, what are you what are you guys doing?" Uh, and it, this was after the post game show was already done. We just finished packing up, and he's like, "Oh, we just got like on the highway." And this was like a good probably hour hour and a half after the game um, to get back to to our uh, general vicinity. But uh, Big B, how you doing, my man? Been a minute. Um, that game probably went about as well as we thought it was going to go. I think uh, when we talked about it on our uh, our five things segment. Yeah, I mean it was. I mean, I don't know. Let's just be honest. It was a bad football game to watch. Yeah, it was. It was a bad football game to watch. Chiefs won. Uh, they did enough to win. The Broncos were awful. Uh, again, fast. I don't know. It, it was just. It was. It was pathetic. I mean, I tried to live stream it. Uh, people, we started talking about uh, sports movies right in the middle of the game. I, I like that. that. I was here for that live stream. Yeah, it was, it was just crazy. It was like, we're live streaming and people just got interested. And somebody just said, hey, man, let's talk about something else. I was like, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was not a very eventful game. Uh, the Chiefs offense has not been the Chiefs offense that we're used to. Uh, only scoring 19 points against literally the worst defense in NFL history um, is... Not good. Not a great look. But, uh, hey, getting it done. It felt like a, a game where, outside of a couple of play calls, I feel like Andy Reid kept it pretty vanilla because they're going to see this team again in, like, two weeks, um, a week and a half, essentially. Uh, but they do get the the, the short week, or the, off of the short week, they get the 19-8 to win, which is a score that has only happened one other time in NFL history. Um, and it was, like, uh, it was like uh, 60 years of the day. It was, like, a 1920-something. I, I don't. I don't know. I'll have to look up the actual date, but it's a score that's only happened one other time. Um, pretty wild, and it comes to that. But uh, Nick, I want to get your thoughts on the game since you were at the game. You had a front row seat to uh, to kind of what everything was going on. Often seemed to move the ball really well within like the twenties, uh, but once they got into the red area, they really seemed to struggle. It, it just like it, everyone always looks at like total yards as like a decent stat, and the only stat that's relevant is your red zone efficiency. And the Chiefs, man, the Chiefs laid an egg when it got to the red zone. And I and I'll back the red zone. I'll say the red zone's, you know, the 30 yard line in. And once they got in there, it was like they just stalled. And, you know, this is one of those games where I think you you realize who you are as a team where whether you win Miami Dolphins, you know, 70 to 20, or if you win like the Chiefs, 19 to 18, I think playoff teams and teams that will do well in the playoffs find different ways to win. Where maybe maybe last night was Harrison Butker's time to win the game. Um, you know, last year you look at like the Chiefs when they played the Broncos or a couple times ago, the defense won the game because the defense actually scored like Dallas, right? Where you rely on your defense. So you have to everyone's got to play their part. 
uh, during the season. And, and I think that's what the Chiefs did. Um, listen, you have two two anomalies with this game. You have a quick turnaround. You have a Thursday night game, right? So those games mm-hmm. are always dice roll, right? Yeah. You don't know what you're going to get. And you have divisional opponents. So that's yeah. always a dice roll. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I mean, in history, have the Chiefs blown out the Broncos? Ever. Last, I mean, last year they beat them twice. And the combined points was nine. Like they beat him by three one one time and six the other time. And the Broncos were good last year. So right. uh, that just kind of goes to your point. But Big B, I want to get your thoughts kind of on uh, obviously a very boring game, but the offense for the Chiefs seems to be almost unrecognizable in in these aspects of of what they've been able to do uh, historically. And this defense seems incredible. Truthfully. Well, the one thing about the it seemed like the Andy Reid and some of the play calling, like they were just toying around with certain yeah. aspects during the game, just calling crazy plays just, just to see if it worked. But it was like on third and two or fourth down and yes. stuff like that. So, you know, you can look at it that way and say, hey, if they like the fake punt uh, or, or the fake field goal. And I was yeah. just like, if you're going for a fake field goal, you have Patrick Mahomes on your team. Why don't you just put him out there and let him go get the first down for you? Well, right. it was stuff like that, and it almost seemed like the Chiefs were just toying around and literally emptying the playbook, just calling things that you practice in two-a-days or in training camp. But, oh, this is the last play in the playbook. You know what? We're going to call this thing today. So I-, I think Chiefs fans can look at it that way on the offensive side of the ball and just think, look, there was more points to be had. Yeah, uh, The Chiefs... That they just they were just kind of playing around. Uh, but the defense looked phenomenal. It looked phenomenal. Look, Russell Wilson. We can say what he want what we want. He been playing good the past couple weeks. He had been. He's, he's been okay, and he looked pathetic, just absolutely pathetic. Uh, and it wasn't all him. I mean, the receivers they were covered. I mean, the Chiefs were all over them. So, you know, gee, the, the, it was a good game on the defensive side of the ball for sure, for sure. Why can't defensive games uh, be celebrated like the Chiefs, Rams, 66-55 to 55 shootout? Where it's like, yes, greatest game ever. You know, why can't we come to appreciation where we, yeah. we appreciate when the defense does well, right? You we know, never I, will. You're right. We never will. I think you can get to that point a little more if both defenses were dominating the game. Yeah. Like the Broncos didn't dominate the Chiefs. Is the Chiefs got in their own way mm-hmm. too many times. But if the Broncos had just shut the Chiefs completely down, then I think we could get to a point to where we could celebrate it a little bit more. And I get what you're saying, Nick. It'll never get there, but we should be able to get there. Three takeaways for this Chiefs defense. Uh, the first interception that Russ threw to Nick Bolton, I'm not sure what Russ was looking at, truthfully. Uh, watched a few replays of that. Threw that ball right to Nick Bolton. It's like he didn't see. It's like he didn't see him drop at all. Like he just wasn't even looking at the second level and was like, "Oh yeah, I can't think it was Jerry Judy. He was trying to throw it to." He's like, "He'll turn it. He'll be right there." But Nick Bolton was standing right there. Uh, they had the Trent McDuffie force a fumble to end the game there, and it, oh, Justin Reed had an interception too, uh, offensive oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so um, the defense is doing their job. Like that is that's clear. Even after the game, Patrick Mahomes said, "Like hey, like." Uh, the, the defense is allowing the offense to be able to figure this out by winning these games for us, uh, by still stacking some wins as as the as it goes on. But um, yeah, it was a, it was a frustrating game from an offensive perspective, from a defensive perspective. I don't know if you if it could have been better because Big B, as you mentioned, I mean, we talked about it on on five things uh, like that. Russ was playing pretty well, and that offensive line wasn't like as big of a slouch as you thought that, that offensive line has been playing. Now, like McGlinchey did not play very well. Um, he he's not really played well this season at all. Chris Jones a couple times made him just like a side step. Malik Herring, I think, did a little mm-hmm. just like sidestep on him and just pushed him out of the way. And I was very confused uh, on the fall of Mike McGlinchey, the fall of the House of McGlinchey. Um, has <laughs> been the, the new show that's coming out on HBO Max, I'm sure. But uh, <laughs> it's it, it was it was a very interesting game from that perspective. Obviously, it's easy to sit back and, and we'll say a win's a win, but. Big B, you mentioned it seemed like they were emptying the playbook. They have two divisional, well, they see one other divisional team. They have two divisional games coming up as they'll face the Broncos again in two weeks. 
but the Chargers next week, I wonder if a lot of those things were, okay, we're going to put this out on film so the Chargers have to spend time like thinking about us running a, a fake field goal and us running a double pitch pass with a wide receiver and us running a direct snap to Kadarius Tony. So they have to think about these things because we know Andy Reid's a little like that sometimes uh, when it comes to these in the divisional games, putting stuff out there on film so teams have to spend time focusing on these plays that they are probably not going to run again. Uh, but it, it, that that part of me was always wondering because it's like Andy Reid's like four steps ahead usually uh, when it comes to play calling and stuff like that. But uh, Nick, was that ever something when you played where the coaches would be like, yeah, we're going to run this play so other teams have to scout it, but who knows if we come back to it, we can come back to it again. I don't know, but we run, run we want to run this so they scout it. Absolutely. You got to think NFL coaches spend, you know, 20 hours in that building every day yeah. doing, mm-hmm. I don't know what, sometimes <laughs> when I look at the, the product on the field. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably playing NFL Blitz on the stand-up arcade. But uh, yeah, no, I 100%, every time I see, every time I see any sort of weird play, um, I, I always think about like, as a, when I was in NFL, I was the backup uh, half the time. And you would run a scout team. And like on Friday, on Friday, we have the, you'd run all these funky looks and they draw it up on the card. And so every time I think about that, I see these weird plays. I'm like, someone's going to have to run that play this Friday. Yeah. Like, like next Friday, someone's going to have to run up when they're playing the Chiefs. Like they're going to draw that up and you're going to have to run through it. And you're going to go through it just to be alert for it. And uh, yeah, I mean, Andy Reid will never repeat those plays. And it, I also think about, we also have this guy named uh, at K State on Thursdays versus Nebraska. Uh, with this guy named Robert, uh, he would be a big K State fan. He would come out and draw some wacky, like trick. Oh play yeah, on a piece of paper, and we'd run it for yep. him. Right. And sometimes I think Andy Reid's getting favors, calling him his buddies are like, "Hey, um, about this play." You know, this guy works in finance or something like that. <laughs> right. And was like, "Hey, could you run this for me, please?" He does it. Yeah, but it's pretty cool to see. Robert. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, that's. It does seem like that sometimes. I know what people say when they walk into his office, he just has a huge whiteboard just full of plays just drawn up and everything like that. Um, <clears throat> another big thing that happened on Thursday night's game was, I don't know if you guys saw, the, the play sheet was of like a high-definition picture of uh, the Broncos' play sheet. I think it was like their two-minute offense red zone stuff uh, was on there that was on the broadcast. Uh, a lot of people exposing themselves with that picture, not understanding what like the play calls meant and stuff like that. I thought that was uh, pretty interesting just uh, in terms of perspectives like that. But um, yeah, any final thoughts on the game, Big B, uh, before we move on to the uh, to the rest of the Sunday slate? Uh, no, I mean, look, the Chiefs, they won the game. That's obviously the, the most important thing is to win the football game. The offense didn't look spectacular. Uh, they did enough. Uh, I think Chiefs fans are are wor- a little more worried than what they should be because I know they think, oh, the offense is struggling and the defense is carrying them. Well, how many years was it vice versa? And nobody said anything about that. So they just thought, hey, the offense is scoring and it's fine, where the defense was giving up 400 yards a game. So I, I think you just got to kind of look at it vice versa. The Chiefs are fine. The Chiefs are fine. They're winning the football games because they could be losing them. That's all you got to think about. They could be losing the games, and they're not. Uh, the defense is playing well. That's what fans have been looking and clamoring for the last three, four years is for a yeah. defense to play well. Well, they are. So embrace it. Embrace it. Nick, any final thoughts? You know, the Chiefs haven't really played a high-powered offense yet either. No. You know, I, I, sure. I hate to be the fuddy-duddy, but you played the Bears. I mean, they played the Broncos. Um, who else have they played? Lions. The Lions are good. Lions. Lions are probably the best. Lions are probably the best team they've played. Absolutely. And that's their one loss. Um, <laughs> right. Exactly. But it was arguably not arguably. It was without their best defensive player and their best offensive weapon. Yeah. Uh, I. Big B, you might have to stop me on this one. Travis Kelsey's been their best offensive player this year. Andrew Mahomes has not played very well this year. Oh, that's just saying that. They didn't right. have Kelsey. Did they have Kelsey? They didn't have Kelsey that game. Nope. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. It, Mahomes has not been himself. I mean, he's said that. Like Mahomes has said that he recognizes he hasn't been himself. But, like, I don't know. Travis Kelsey doing what he's doing at the age of 34 and having a knee and an ankle injury on the same leg and still catching 100 he's not, yards. He's not speed guy, though. 
he's yeah, not, but like that's still, I mean, his game is long term. His game, he's got old man sure. golf game. He's not going to dazzle you with speed or or moves, but he kind of catch. He's going to get open. He's going to catch the ball, and he's about to be on that Tory Holt program, Isaac Bruce program. Catch the ball, go down. Yeah, you now it's like it's smart, man. Save the hits, man. Save the hits. Hanging out with all right, Swift, right? There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, there's your Taylor Swift reference right there. If you are keeping track, drink it at home. Go ahead and take a shot for the t- mentioning Taylor Swift. Um, she was obviously at the game and everything like that. But uh, appreciate that, Nick. I appreciate you getting the Taylor Swift in there. Uh, we really needed it. We did. Um, glad, glad that you're glad that you did that. But yeah, I think it's one of those games where I mean, Travis Kelsey is continues to be that guy. He's now on pace again to get in a thousand yard season, even though he missed up week one. Um, but he had he had all of his yards essentially came in the first half. I don't know why the Broncos thought that they like didn't need to cover him. I know they're running a lot of zone, and Travis Kelsey is just incredible at finding soft zones uh, and and sitting down. But like there was a few times there where I was just like, you got to do whatever you like. You got to box and what what is it? Is they call it box and one? Is that what it is in basketball? Where uh, where it's like a a little zone, and then you just follow a guy. That I feel like that's what you got to do with Travis Kelsey all the time. Why not? And right now, with his Chiefs, I mean, who else is going to be there? Right. Nobody Rice. can get open. Rice. Like, that's yeah. so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Um, but yeah, Rasheed Rice played well. I mean, there's 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 bright spots uh, on the offense, too. But I mean, you see Patrick Mahomes just sitting back there. It's not like the pressures, like, I think a lot of the pressures that the Chiefs have given up on the offensive side of the ball have been long pressures just because no one's getting open. I feel like the offensive line's playing fine. Um, Juan Taylor got a holding call yesterday. I think Donovan Smith played pretty well yesterday as well um, on Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> not a great D line though either, right? Not not world. That's players. also that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, they mean, got, Denver gave up. They got rid of all their defensive linemen. Hey, are eating them or trying to cut ball? Frank Clark. Yeah, they just gave up on them. <laughs> so yeah, never mind. Switch dead money over there. Yeah, that, that's that's a, another story. What's the big Is games? There, what's the big games this weekend? Well, we can get into the big games, Nick, but uh, we got to pay some bills first. Got to take a break, and we'll be uh, we'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're brought to you today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from Balloween to bring your face the cleanest shave it's ever seen. So this season, no need to toil or trouble. Manscaped is all new. Handyman is the best way to get rid of that stubble. Featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology, the Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Get the sweetest treats this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off plus free shipping. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. There's no trick with this treat. Manscaped has you covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com with code KCSN. For a look as sweet as candy, get yourself the handyman from Manscaped. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I appreciate the transition, Nick. That was a very uh, that was very seamless for. Uh, for I felt it. I felt it yeah. coming. I feel like that uh, other Nick wasn't here, so I'd I'd, I'd help out. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, well, no look pass. Uh, but we're continuing the uh, the international game series as Baltimore and Tennessee. Do you guys get up and watch those games? I will, I want to, I want an honest thing. Me either. I I don't know a time. I don't know what international game. I, I guess the first international game I'm going to watch is going to be Chiefs uh, Dolphins in Germany. Um, but I do not get up for those games, and I didn't know if I was alone. No, if 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 I'm up, yeah. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. If I'm up early on a weekend, it it better be watching Chelsea in the English Premier League. Like that's the only thing I'm I'm up early watching TV for because that's. That's early morning TV, right? You have this nice, big, beautiful green pitch. Uh, you have the, the the roar of the dull roar of the crowd, and the announcers sometimes will go two, three minutes without saying a word. Yeah, without saying a word, just let the game go. Like I call it, uh, my or my buddy, I should try my my this is my buddy's line. It's hangover TV at its finest. It's like golf. <laughs> right? They're whispering. It's a beautiful screen. It's everything's peaceful, right? It's nice for a six a.m. wake up when it's you know plus six over there, plus seven over there. Yeah, yeah. I just I I, I can't get into it. Uh, first off, I don't know how good the actual games have been. Right. But first, I like to see football when it's not raining, and it seems every time that like the sun is never out over there. It's always gloom and doom, and I'm like. Come on, what is going on? Does the sun never shine or anything? I was like, it's just pathetic. And it's too early. I don't know. I, I know what they're doing. I get it. I understand all of it. I just I just don't like it. I can't I can't watch it. Yeah. No, I'm 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 hundred percent with you there. I think it's one of those things where it's like I, I get how they're trying to expand that market and I do like how they're creating more games. For the European market, except that's only where the NFL has to go, right? They got to follow uh, football and, and, and do it that way. So I think it's just, I think it's one of those things where they'll 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 eventually figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so Big B, um, what what games are you looking forward to this weekend? What do you have circled on here that you're like this could be solid? The first one, and obviously I live here in Dallas, but the first one is the Cowboys and the Chargers on Monday night. I think that is going to be a huge football game. Uh, the Cowboys have to play well. I'm not saying they have to win, but I think the Cowboys have to play well in order to be taken seriously this year. Because if you go back and look at their schedule, I mean, they beat the Jets. That was the first week coming off of Aaron Rodgers, second week of the year. They weren't any good. Um, who else? They beat the Giants, who we know they're not any good. They beat the Patriots, so who stink. You know, they haven't beaten so anybody. It's they played more, a worse schedule. They played a worse strength of schedule than the Chiefs have. Yes, yes, right. and the one really, minus minus the Niners, minus the Niners. That's right. And then they played Arizona, who has a little bit of a pulse and just fought. And Arizona just said, "We're tougher than you." So I think the Cowboys have. I think this is a huge game. Again, I'm not saying they have to win, but the, I, I think they have to at least have a good showing. What's the talk? Being a being a Grapevine kid, being a Dallas Dallas Fort Worth kid, yep. and I know how harsh the media is in in Dallas. Right? They outed their own program in the '80s for taking cash when everyone else is doing it. Right? Like right. handing out speeding tickets at the Indianapolis 500. Um, exactly. What's the talk about Dak? Because that's the weak link right now. Like that is like the, you can look at that team and be like, "What's going on here? What's the?" Here's the thing. Now, first of all, anybody that watched that game on Sunday, before Dak started doing Dak things and throwing interceptions, that game was over. That game was over by the, the end of the first quarter. It was over, and Dak hadn't thrown a pick yet. But they are they are finished with that. They, everybody is done with him because you can see it. He's not good. You got this guy. You know, you have CeeDee Lamb, and I'm like, if he's a number one receiver or he's your number one receiver, 
You got to force him the ball sometimes. You got to yeah. force feed him the ball. You can't just, oh, well, he's covered. You, you know what? Number one receivers are covered or doubled a lot of the time. But you don't just not throw him the football. Right. You know? Or yeah. you get five targets or four targets in a game. That's ridiculous. It and is. they're done with him. He hasn't shown up in big games. This was a big game. He didn't do anything. Now, granted, the defense got run completely over, and that's why they lost. But, hey, if I'm a, a big-time quarterback, let's go get a score or two. Let's try to keep it close. You know, even though the defense is having a bad day, they couldn't do anything. It was they're, they're done. People here are done with Dak Prescott. So it's not necessarily they're playing the Chargers. Is this in Jerry World or is this out in L.A.? It's in L.A. Okay, so why is this game important? Is it because of what you just said? It's just it's on Dallas. It's the next game for Dallas. Or yep. you think the Chargers are going to just kind of expose them because they're sort of a mid mid level team? Nope, I did. It's, it's Dallas. Dallas well, has if, to play well. If they lose, what happened? Like, are they talking about benching Dak? It, it's going to depend on how. They lose. Now, benching Dak, I don't think is something that they're going to do because I don't think the coaching staff may have given up on him. But if you just look at some interviews, uh, that he may have lost the team, which is an even bigger problem. Mm. Um, you know, but the issue is it's if they lose the game, but they hey man, they fought, I think that's what fans are looking for. Some fight. They had zero fight against 49ers. They just got absolutely embarrassed. And really they didn't have fight against Arizona. Arizona just is not good enough to blow them out because yeah. they, they could have blown them out. They're just not good enough to do that. Well, San Francisco was, and they did. So there, I think a lot of people, not I think, I know a lot of people are just looking for some fight out of the Cowboys fans here, because, or the Cowboys fans are looking out for the Cowboys to have some fight because they haven't seen any in the, in the two games that they lost. Almost like front runners. Yeah. And Dallas every year. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. That game was uh, embarrassing if you're a Cowboys fan. Absolutely. Uh, uh, to just get absolutely run out of the building uh, by the Niners, who look legit. Uh, I was looking at this Sunday slate, fellas, and I'm going to be honest, it doesn't look very good. There's not, not, not a whole lot of games. There's not a whole lot of games. I'm like, wow, I cannot wait to watch that one. Uh, what a what a buns week for the Chiefs to play on the Thursday, uh, and I got to watch on Red Zone. Washington at Atlanta, Minnesota Ooh. at Chicago, Seattle oh. at Cincinnati. Cin that one actually won't be bad. No, that one won't be bad. Seattle at Cincinnati will be a good football game. San Francisco at Cleveland. I don't think that a Deshaun Watson's playing in that he's game. He's not going to play. No, he's hurt. Uh, of course he is. New Orleans at Houston. Indianapolis at Jacksonville, Carolina at Miami to round out that noon slate right there. Uh, so, Big B, as, as we were talking about it, I mean, there's one decent game in that, and it's Seattle at Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, dare I say it, must-win game for Cincinnati? Uh, I don't think it's a must-win just because of the division, which I'll throw this in here real quick. Uh, the t One team that does not play this week is the first-place Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you. Um, I'll throw that out there. The first place Pittsburgh Steelers don't play this weekend. Uh, so that, that Taylor Swift code. You get that Taylor Swift code in there, big, big, big. <laughs> That might be a reason why it's a bad slate this week. But just because of that division and nobody has run away with it, Baltimore gave the Steelers a game last week. Uh, and because they did, it's not must win for Seattle or for Cincinnati, but I, I think they, they should win. If they're trying to get the ball, you know, rolling again, uh, and a lot of people think they did after that performance against Arizona the week before, if they're getting the ball rolling again, I think this is a game that they do win, especially at home. Yeah. You know, and I think, too, yeah, I, you look at that division at AFC North, three and two are the top two teams, two and three are the bottom two teams. Yep. There's no must win. And Cincinnati is one of those teams where I think they do better when they get that wild card spot. Yeah. You know, I think they are they the galvanize the team. They all play win one for the Gipper, all this nonsense, and they make the runs like that. But if you want to talk about to me, is the Ravens at Titans? Is that is that the European game? Yes, that's actually probably going to be your best matchup. 
because you have these two veteran teams mm -hmm. and it's and this is an AFC this is a wild card matchup since Big B could already proclaimed the fact that Pittsburgh's going to win the division right <laughs> so <laughs> so this this could be a wild core or a divisional matchup and preview and you know talk about a team place where you can you can appreciate two great head coaches and two great consistently great defenses you know, Tennessee doesn't get that love that Pittsburgh gets from the 70s steel curtain. But I, I, this game, this game will be actually must see TV. It'll be a good football chess match. Yeah. Yep. The one thing is, is that Lamar Jackson is Lamb. playing pretty good other than the last eight minutes of that game against Pittsburgh where he was bad. He, I mean, that interception, oh my gosh. a rookie doesn't make the, a throw like that. But before that, I mean, the guy had eight drops in the game, three touchdown passes. I mean, he was really good. And, and a lot of people overlooked that part and just saw the last highlights and think, oh, Lamar was terrible. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He wasn't terrible at all. He, no, he actually wasn't. played really good. And I was like, gee, many Christmas. Like, you can't drop eight passes, including three sure touchdowns. Not, oh, it might have been a touchdown. The two of them were in the end zone, and right. the guys were wide open. So it's just like, what else do you want him to do? But I, I, the defense of the Titans, man, is a lot better than what people give them credit for. It always is. Yeah, people mm -hmm. always has yep. that defense playing well, man. And they are, again, now their offense is bad. I mean, you got basket case Tannehill as your quarterback, so that's a problem. But, you know, and Henry is hes starting to show a little wear and tear. He's not the same guy. But I think people have just said, we'll put 10 people in the box. We don't care. We're not going to let you run it because you have basket case Tannehill as your quarterback. So they might do a heavy package and add like a six, like a fifth or a six D lineman. Yeah, absolutely. Just to counter it. Hold on. Line. All right. right. And, you know, in between the 30s, we're running right. goal line. We don't care. <laughs> he, uh, runs it. LeVon Kirkland. We want LeVon Kirkland. We need a three and a foul <laughs> linebacker, right? LeVon Kirkland actually uh, just did a podcast with uh, with uh, Kendall Gammon on our show. Uh, nice. Yeah, we got to got to talk to LeVon for a little bit. Kendall played obviously with the Steelers for I think he was drafted by the Steelers in the eleventh round. Uh, Kendall, as uh, he ended up being the long snapper for the Chiefs for the Steelers, uh, eleven years I think in the NFL. So, uh, shout out to Kendall on this show. We're big fans, of, big fans, fit. Uh, great conversation with LeVon Kirkland too. Uh, Titans defense held Cincinnati to three points. In that game, uh, the reason I want to go back to kind of the Cincinnati game, the reason I say that uh, this could be a must-win game for Cincinnati, if you look ahead in their schedule, they're two and three right now, with uh, the Niners next week, the Bills the week after that. Um, so that so they've got a couple of uh, pretty good teams. They uh, go to San Francisco, then they host the Bills. Um, so a couple pretty good teams coming up on this. So maybe game. it is must-win. Now that you look at the schedule, I mean, now granted, the division is yeah. not going to run away from them, but, you know, you got that coming up. Maybe, maybe you do need to circle this one as well. But again, the Seahawks are good. Right. So the right. Seahawks are not a pushover. And I wouldn't be surprised if Seahawks don't win the game. So it'll be tough. Seattle, I, and this is me being five years um, in the NFC West. Yeah. And Seattle is a different Seattle outside of downtown Seattle. You know, like they have a tremendous home field advantage and they just yeah. sometimes, you know, they just, they don't bring a lot of fear outside of their awesome stadium that's downtown gotcha. and the heart of things. And it's like, eh. I gotcha. but still this could be Cincinnati could be, I always look at two, like Cincinnati is at three, three losses. Yep. What, what's the max six before you don't qualify for wild card. Right. I mean, Ooh. it yeah. should be. Uh, we'll see this year, but it, that should be. You lose six, you're in trouble. Yeah, maybe you're set, like, yeah, you're, you're trying to do complicated now. math to get in. Yeah, on the last day, right? Like you carry the one, and here's the the variable, and yeah, you know this proof doesn't match up, and <laughs> out of your hands. Yeltsin, looking at the uh, the line there for DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, Cincinnati's favored by three points with a little bit of juice on it too, so you can get a plus one hundred at Cincinnati. Uh, minus three. So they're basically enticing people to take the Bengals because it looks like a lot of the money is on the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yep. Uh, when it when it comes to that. So it makes sense. I mean, I would I, I like Seattle in that game. It, it looks like uh, they'll be good there. But 
the Sunday night, before we move on to Blind Nail and kind of wrap the show up, uh, the Sunday night game looks like it will not be another good primetime game. Um, as we are recording this podcast, Daniel Jones was just ruled out of that game, so they're going to be going with, I don't even know who their backup That's quarterback covert. is. That's covert. I saw that coming last week, and they said he had neck injuries. But, uh, yeah. hell, I might have neck injuries too if I got sacked 11 times. So I I want to get that Andrew Luck book club going too. Right, yeah, like no, you paid me. I'm out. I'm not. You can't pay me enough to get hit like that. Yeah, eleven sacks is insane. Uh, Buffalo favored by fifteen and a half at home. By the way, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna be all over it. At fifteen and a half. I'm gonna be all. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm gonna be all over it. There's no way. I got to see the line movement here. Saquon, what's Saquon's status? Saquon's not gonna play. He's not gonna play. I mean, Saquon's probably like, I'm not playing again. My ankle is every- But we talked about that, remember? He got, you know, he got that one-year deal. They wouldn't pay him. He got hurt. And Saquon, look, you know what? My ankle's not right all year. I'm not playing. I'm out. I'm, I'm, I want that offensive line is pathetic. I'm not getting beat up like this. Nope, you're done. <laughs> all right, so um, I had a teammate who will remain anonymous when I was with uh, one of my teams. And it was like week three and he got like a, a, a an injury that's like a two to three week injury i'm keeping this totally anonymous two to three week injury right and he goes no nah, i'm good just put me on IR. <laughs> yeah. i love it it's week three week, week two three. and three goes to smoke out i'm done i'm done i'm like a month later he's like just get back from golfing and like comes to the facility i'm like dude that which i could not give a crap that's probably with saquon saquon's on that like if I'm oh, yeah. a good player, why am I going to waste a year of my life when our team yeah. is garbage and you don't have faith in your head coach and you just paid the quarterback who's not that great and they didn't pay you, who is a Hall of Fame caliber player? I would get an ego and be like, why am I going to bust my chop, sacrifice my body if you don't want to team? That's right. For you, you didn't show me the loyalty. That's right. Right. I get it. I get it. So I get, you know, I me. Mean, I'm always pro player. And that was things where it's like, okay, so what you get? We're gonna get beat forty nothing, and we're gonna get sacked eleven times. And you want me to go go run behind that? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. My wrist hurts. <laughs> my elbow's sore, right? And I've I have turf thorns. <laughs> so what's really interesting? I've been looking at the uh, the DraftKings uh, betting trends here. The line is at fifteen and a half, as I mentioned, but it hasn't moved yet from Daniel Jones being out. Um, oh, so it has wow. So. That was pre-Daniel Jones being out, or it was already under the assumption that Daniel Jones was not going to play. I got to believe that. It said neck. I saw neck last Monday or something. Yeah, whatever. I was like. And they said, okay, yeah, he's not. It doesn't make a difference. I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. It doesn't make a difference. Like, it's (laughs) it's the system he's in. It's not you. It's the system. Right? It's I just don't think that. They're, They're bad. They are bad. They, don't they make the argument for why you should pay running backs too. Yeah, they yeah. will. <laughs> Unbelievable. They're bad. Yeah. That, I, that offensive line. They're they're really. I mean, he's hurt. I mean, I was gonna say they're trying to get him hurt. Well, they did. They they succeeded. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bias roll bias Rolexes next time you get paid, buddy. Right. So maybe maybe you only give up seven sacks instead of eleven. Tyrod Taylor will be taking the field for the New York Giants. Heck, but Ty, didn't he get hurt in the game too, though? I think that because didn't they? There was a game earlier this year. It was the forty to nothing game, right? Where he, uh, the Dallas beat him, where they pulled Daniel Jones, and they played him. He might be on the injury report. Let me look that up. Um, that might uh, be. He, I, I tell you what, he's not doing. He's not getting that pregame injection. He's not getting any. Not getting any shots from any doctors. Justin uh, Herbert. That that to me has got to be the most underrated story that no one ever talked about. Yeah, How did Herbert get a start? Under the rug, man. Tyrod got a a two bit a two million dollar check from the owner that just said, "Look, man, we want to play this guy. We got to have a reason. Here's who's two. Here's two million dollars. Just take this money and and say that this is what happened. Because otherwise, wouldn't he sue the doctor and the team? Well, I think he did. Oh, he did. Oh. Okay. I think he did. Let me look that up. I mean, there'd be no chance that he doesn't sue them. Look, I'm the starting quarterback, and you give me a shot that punctures my lung, and I can't play? You're right. I'm the own part of this team. Man. For real. The kind of revenue sharing. 
Those are going to yeah. be what, what, 32 and a half teams on that revenue share? This would be yeah. an LLC owned by Tyrod Taylor? Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, According to ESPN, Tyrod Taylor sued uh, the Chargers team doctor for medical malpractice and seeks at least twenty or at least five million dollars after punctured blood lung. Um, that was in September eighteenth of twenty twenty two. Was when this story was published. Uh, uh, so just over a year ago. I don't think any because that was the first hit when I googled it. So I don't think there's been a resolution to that case. Um, I don't know if he. Hard. I don't know if he would settle. If he would settle, he would at least get five million dollars. Um, but I just looked up, I just pulled up the Giants injury report. Holy cow. Um, Everybody's think, on it. You would think I pulled up their roster. A lot of feelings. <laughs> a lot of feelings. You got neck, ankle, ankle, shoulder, knee, shoulder, hamstring, groin, ankle, 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 groin, knee, 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 ankle, illness. Uh, that guy's just sick and tired of losing. Is what I was going to say illness. <laughs> he's just he's just sick of losing. But um, Sick. Sick. My heart, what's wrong with it? I'm sick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I'm sick of this shit. Uh, right. Basically, what, what it comes down to. That's that's what the injury report is, man. That training was crowded. Everyone's like, man, just put my IR. Like, just let you get out. They're gonna run out of players. That's a great move. It was a great move by that dude. I told you. About. So I was like, I was like, I was like, I hate you, but that's a great move. You know, you you quite honest with that. That's a good move. I would do some more prying after the show to figure out who that is. But first, we're gonna take a break, um, and then when we get back. We'll do Blind Nell, everybody's favorite segment coming up next. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October, yes. But you can get on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KCSN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 and older age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, let's get to it. Blind Nil here on Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Um, who wants to start with us? Who wants to start off? Let Nick go. All right, hold on. Nick, you were very excited. You hopped on and you're like, I've got to pick my That's true. That's, That's true. Good, I point. Did. good point. I did. So went to the Chiefs game and I I so I just kind of reframe my thing. What is something that you have hyped up and it totally lived up to your expectations? So I'll give you guys some time to marinate on that question. Walking through the Chiefs game. And we had uh, end zone end zone seats. We were in the upper upper levels, which I love end zone seats. End zone seats, kid bud. You see all the action. Yeah. And I saw something, and I go, "That's going to be great." I got it, and I tried it, and I'm like, "That's better than what I thought. That's even better than what I." That is a a great question. I have a an easy answer, and everybody asked me this. Oh, is get that back. Everybody doesn't ask that question. They ask me about my answer. Okay. Is is that it, as a kid, when you know when your dad's a high school football coach, you build certain things up in your mind. You watch football with them if you if you do. For me, it was playing college football was the biggest thing in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Is to be able to be on TV and people that you knew could see you playing college football. Now, I never played professional football, but to be able to play college football, that to me, I'd had it built up in my mind on what it was and what I thought it was going to be, and it was every bit of that. 
It was. What was the question? Bit of that. What was well, the question? People, they always ask me, "How do you? Did you love playing college football?" And I'm like, "Yes, I dreamed about playing college football since I was five years old." And I always tell everybody that is that yes. But did you ever dream about playing college football? I absolutely did. I love that was literally what I built everything up to be was mm-hmm. to play college football. Some people dream about playing professional football. I always dreamed about playing college football. I don't know why I never got to professional football, where the dream never got there, but it it was college football for me, and it was literally everything that I thought would be playing on Saturdays, running out of the tunnel, going to Nebraska, even though we got our head beaten in. All of that stuff was, I remember going to Colorado the first time. You know, you see that big Colorado in the end zone. Oh, yeah. I thought it was soft. Well, the damn thing is, is asphalt. I was like, wait a minute. That was AstroTurf days, right? Yes. I'm like, it's what still, is going yeah. on here, man? This thing is asphalt. I thought this was like soft carpet or something. It is not. It is absolutely not. And so, and then Ralphie coming running at you. I was like, Gary, boy, that, yeah, that's that's a little intimidating. Game. Small he buffalo. stop running. Yeah. He doesn't stop running. He just runs into that trailer at full speed. And we're standing right next to this trailer. I'm like, wow, that's a little dangerous. But, you know, all of that. My, that's the 90s for you. It is. Absolutely. I just loved college. For me, that that's a it's a great question, Nick. But for me, it's a simple answer because it was college football for sure. And my marriage. And my marriage. I don't know. You don't, you don't get that. No, you don't get that. You got that. I, I write that from the records. That does not. He Big B does not get to put that in there. Marriage first, college football second. Let's just say that. You are no. Hey, hey, marriage first. Here's football second, right? Yeah. Hey, okay, but Big B, let's clarify. I need another clarifier. When you dreamed of playing college football, you were also big time hoop star. Mm. So what are you imagining yourself doing in college football? Yeah, I played tight end. Seven TDs? I played tight end in high school and played linebacker. And when I was being recruited out of high school, it was to play tight end. Mm. So, yeah, I was not. So I was like 240. Two, yeah, about 240. You, played, you got a college basketball scholarship. I did. Yeah, I did uh, at Xavier. But so I might, I, yeah. So not O lineman. So I was going to say, you know, no, I, I, I'm not an offensive lineman of whatever. Yeah, no. yeah. My it was playing tight end, catching touchdown passes, all of that kind of stuff. That was what I I never played offensive line until I went to Coffeeville. Until you got never demoted. Did. Essentially, you got demoted. There's nowhere to go. It took him. I'll admit, it took a minute to to understand that offensive linemen aren't stars. That they're not. They're not glamour positions because I tried to make it into that and it wasn't that. Uh, and I was quickly shut down by my coach, Coach Skip Foster. <laughs> I, uh, I played left tackle and I was like, man, I want to you know, wear my uniform like this. And then he goes, Brian, we're offensive linemen. Those days are over. <laughs> it's the scene. Right. I used to call myself the pretty lineman. The pretty oh, lineman. Yeah, and that did, that didn't last too long. That lasted like But I can minutes. tell you have the soul of, of, of a, uh, a slim, athletic basketball guy who could dunk. Right. Well, I could so, dunk. That was the mm. thing. When you're 240, you know your athletic ability can be limited. I I was not a leaper. I was I was not a leaper. But I knew angles, uh, and I knew how to play bass. I don't toot my own horn a lot, but I knew how to play basketball. Yeah. So you know, I knew the angles. I could shoot. I could dribble with both hands and do all those things. And clearly, I mean, you, most people can't get a scholarship if they can't do those things. But I wasn't a leaper. But I knew how to play. That was my that was my thing in basketball. I I just knew how to play. Nick, what's yours? I don't know if I have one. Okay, fine. I walked by the Cheetos popcorn, flipping Cheetos popcorn. I walked by the booth and I waited our seats, and I go, I'm gonna get that, and there's no way in hell that's not gonna be great. I like, there's no way. So I waited in line. In a weird line, it was like a kiosk and they had beers. There was like 20 people ahead of me. I got there like, you know, eight minutes left in the second quarter. And there's like 12 people ahead of me. And there's only two bags of this popcorn left, this Cheetos popcorn mix. And I'm like, oh, damn. So I'm like, I up. And it's taken forever. I get people up there. Um, Can I get a... And I'm like, hurry up. Right? Once again, lines have triggered, right? So I'm like, hurry up. So I get up there. I'm like, hey, I'll take the Cheetos popcorn. They're like, oh, what flavor? I go, what? 
They go, flaming hot or regular. I was like, both. And it was, I tried it and I'm like, it was a no brand. They put in some Cheetos in there. Yeah. In the popcorn and they rolled it in dust and they were very generous with the dust. Oh my gosh. hundred percent. I was like, this blows my mind. Um, I'll eat this forever. It's like a marriage of two worlds, snack worlds, popcorn and like chips. And it's like, that's perfect. So mm. this is like the first time you heard about a band when they're playing like a nightclub at your local bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's me telling the world, but it's Cheetos, right? So how is that? Is that like the killer's front man having a, a side band saying, oh, they're great. It's like, right. like Dave Grohl starting Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, or even, yeah. Or even starting another band. It's Cheetos right. as well. But I'm here to tell you 10 of 10. I'm looking at your tweet right now and it, they look really good. I had to pull it up so I could get a visual as you were uh, as you were talking about it. Um, yeah, I had to do the shot when I got it home to, to better because it looks like caramel corn at the stadium picture a little bit, yeah. And then I did the second picture was at my house where you could see the lighting of the Cheetos mm -hmm. actual dust. It was good. Yeah, that's a great tweet. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to think of something. I don't know if I can think of anything. That's all right. You ever been anywhere? You been anywhere on the oh. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a really good one. Uh, I thought the the Badlands in South Dakota were going to be cool, and I got there; they were way cooler than I thought they were going to be. Like, yes. uh, you ever been to the Badlands? Either of you? I, my mother has. She said the exact same thing. She it's, loved it. It's insane. Um, just like the geography of it all, you don't feel like you're in South Dakota. If that makes sense, mm -hmm. um, you're just like looking at all of it. And you're just like, wow, this was underwater, like. I guess it would be like thousands of years ago, but uh, you can just see like the different layers and like the rocks. That was a good little prompt there, Nick, if I've been anywhere. But yeah, that, that absolutely is one place where I thought was pretty cool already because I'd seen some pictures be like, oh yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But just like seeing it in person is just like, whoa, uh, the different coloring, the textures of all the land and everything. And I got to see a buffalo there. Buffaloes are sick. Like bison are sick. They are massive. They're so cool. Uh, yeah, them and those in... Bears. Those are my two favorite animals. Bears are number one. I like a good grizzly bear. Dwight uh, Schrute conversation. We is, We can have a our, my my blood know what's your favorite bear. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then bison uh, is always. Uh, <laughs> um, Big B, do you want to go or do you uh, do you want me to go? I got a football one. I don't know if you got a football one. I do not have a football one. All right, let's do a football one then. Yeah, yeah, I was we'll like in, non sequitur. Is that the right term? I'm good with that. Uh, this one could be pretty quick, truthfully. Uh, but I was thinking about uh, since there's a lot of Swifties, right? There's a lot of new people getting into football, seemingly. NFL obviously leaning, leaning into it a whole lot. If somebody came up to you and was like, "Hey, I want to, I want the full football experience," and you get get to show them one game, college or pro, really, uh, one football game to show them, like, "Hey, this is like the peak of football." What game are you showing them? Hmm. Man. So my first thought, I'll give you my first thoughts. Uh I I for for the pros, I'm gonna go the Mahomes and the Rams game. The that was that twenty Oh historical. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking like, like am I gonna show them the Ravens Titans or am I gonna show them the uh, <laughs> I don't know. A, ga a game that's already happened. Okay. A game that's already happened. everything game. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go. So NFL would be the Mahomes uh, versus Golf Monday Night Football that was supposed to be in Mexico City, then got moved to the Coliseum, I think. Um, and they ended up playing that game historically high scoring game. Like that showed them like, hey, that that's a really good football game. And then it would be the uh, national championship of USC versus Texas, the Vince Young game. Yeah. Uh, Big Thunder. See, look at that. That's why I go first on this. Uh, but those are like the two games of like, you want to see the best football? Those are the two best football games you can watch. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the the uh, Texas-USC college football game because as far as college football is concerned, I don't know that I've That's ever big. seen another game as good as that. I just, I don't. So I'm going to stick with that answer. Uh, but yeah, for sure, that for sure, I could show them that. Um, I, I think a good one would be the, the Super Bowl of New England, Atlanta. Ooh. I think you want to talk about one of the greatest catches. I mean, that concentration off the calf, off the, you're, you're, I mean, you can't even, I can't, I don't think I get my hand underneath that ball before it touched the 
the ground, right? And just to carry it through and to be down to be like fourth quarter wraps. And you're thinking, man, this is, we got this wrapped up. Your count possessions, three possessions. No, we got this. Yeah. Yeah. Or middle third. And just think about the collapse. And you felt it. Like you felt, like you felt it. Like you're watching that game. You're like, are collapsing right in front of our face mm-hmm. and it's a show a swifty be like look hey look they're up right here <laughs> it's intense the stare and it's right then you start going for two they get numb and you're like uh-oh you could just feel this slow momentum change oh yeah for sure oh yeah it's going it's turning around right we're, we're not uh so i would do that one and then um i would have to show i'd have to you have to show a clip from like um, like I'd say the two thousand. I go another Super Bowl because I don't know if a college. Um, actually, for another one, I'm trying to think if there was a Rose Bowl. You want to show the setting of the Rose Bowl, right? One of my favorite stadiums. Beautiful. So I don't know if there's a Rose Bowl game, but I would also show them the. It was at TCU Oregon. Uh, the Alamo Bowl, right? Wasn't same concept. Like wasn't or someone one of the one team was down by a lot. And they came back, and it was like a high scoring. Down thirty one, TCU uh, rallied for a three overtime yeah. victory. Yeah, <laughs> yes. See what I'm talking about. So you get the college overtime experience. Yeah, where it's like that's intense. Like that's such a cool concept that we should NFL would adopt. It's good for TV. So you get the college overtime experience. You get the comeback. Mm-hmm. Right, whole game, and it's just like kind of a like a B side game. It's not for nothing, right? It's just an Alamo Bowl, but it's like you see these college players. Cool uniforms of Oregon, right? So you look good. Yeah. And then, yep. uh, yes, yeah, so that's why I show Swifty. I like it. All right, Big B. Thank you so much. Um, and mine, it kind of ties into the Swifties. You know, now that we've, that Taylor Swift is, uh, you know, has embraced uh, pro football and is intertwined in football now. My question is, what is the best concert that you have ever been to that you've ever seen live all right i i, I know go so um in 09 i signed with new orleans on um st patty's day funny enough Ooh. in 09 it was fun it's a good, good time and then uh we moved up there and we had the state new orleans has a thing called jazz fest and they hold it at the racetrack and it's like two weeks of like one's jazz one's like rock whatever and I've been a massive Kings of Leon fan since before. Like I saw Kings of Leon here at the Harrah's Voodoo Lounge in Kansas City in 07, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, they were like half the thing was empty, right? It weren't big yet. And so so Kings of Leon was playing at Jazz Fest, had some buddies come in town, my boy Ryan Lilja, his brother, mm-hmm. um, and my wife and I. And so we go to Jazz Fest and we just bought the normal tickets and we said, oh my gosh, Kings of Leon's playing. And also Pearl Jam or one of the big rock groups was also playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was the only, the one and only time the NFL card has ever worked for me was I'm like, Hey, I, I just signed with the saints. I was told to come down here and ask for John. Just made up. I mean, I could have said Steve, whatever. And the lady at the VIP thing goes, Oh, that John. I go, yes, I am. Right. Like that's the guy. Mm-hmm. It was Caviar John, and he was running the damn thing. And I'm like, hey, man, hey, I'm with the Saints just signed. Uh, can you let less in the VIP? He's, oh, yeah, man, come on in. So we got VIP. We went from like the dusty, like infield to like uh, they had this tent. It was elevated off to the side. They had the, the, it was, you know, April, so it was hot as all get out in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the, the bathroom on the trailer, right? With the air conditioning, it was cool. Okay. It was right? I want to take a shower in there. And uh, in classic New Orleans, I asked that they, they were selling, they were giving out beer back in the VIP. And I go, hey, you guys got any alcohol? And the lady like did like, she goes, I'll sell you this bottle of Crown Royal. I go, and it's just me up there. Like I'm getting drinks for the three of them, for all four of us. And I remember, and I'm, okay, I'm thinking, you know, $500 or whatever. I go, how much? She goes, 30. I go, there's, I'll give you 40. Let me get it. And I come back, right? And it's like it's like uh, one of our, our jokes or running jokes is I was like, I, I came down and I put the ball down and go, no way. <laughs> We're watching. So Leon had the VIP, got a bottle of Crown, space. Nice. It was awesome. Mm. Nice. 
That's better say. Awesome. Awesome. Mine is very simple. Ninety. I can't remember 1993. I saw Michael Jackson. Damn. I did. Michael Jackson is just on a different level. And I've seen Prince. Prince was incredible. But I tell everybody, hey, Prince is the second best concert I've ever been to. And his was absolutely amazing. Michael Jackson's on totally different level. Yeah. Was that nobody? Uh, no, it was after. It was after okay. the Pepsi commercials. Uh, but he's just on a, a different level on what he did, how he performed. Totally different than everybody else. Uh, Prince is a better musician, but yeah. as far as a concert and entertainment, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson, it was absolutely insane. Enlighten Tucker, Enlighten Tucker, because obviously Michael Jackson has the the, the question question marks regarding right. his his affairs with children, and that's like all I know because like when I gotcha. was, when I was growing up, that's all I really know about Michael Jackson. Here's the thing about Michael Jackson: like everybody throws a I shouldn't say he throws a fit, but gets excited about Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Michael Jackson could come back from the dead right this very second and just walk in some country and people would actually just start fainting and passing out just yes. from him walking by. Yes. That's all yes. he has to do. He wouldn't have to say anything. He wouldn't have to do anything. Just walk by and people and hundreds, maybe thousands of people are just going to pass out that this man walked by. That's how famous Michael Jackson is. It's Like I said, he got all that. And look, I don't want to get into what he did or what he didn't do, blah, blah, blah. Right. But as far as him being famous, just that, there, I don't think there's been a person on this earth that has been more famous than Michael Jackson. I just hmm. don't, not Tiger Woods, not Michael Jordan. That, that's what I'm talking about. He was bigger than all of them. Right. Well, by a factor, and a factor of five or ten. Mm. Factor of five? Yeah. Factor of ten. He was ten yeah. X, whatever the oh, most yeah. popular. He met Princess Diana. Princess Diana was like, hey, can you play Dirty Diana? And he's yes. like, I wasn't going to play it, right? For, like, I mean, that's, like, yes. Like, yes. it was like, like, he was massive. Like, Tucker, take, like, look up, do yourself some, some and look up crowd hysteria michael jackson they literally mm. like people would faint at crowds and they would body surf them to the front for I mean, security to like you know thing and it was wild. now granted it's a different time now but michael jackson came he was the first big time superstar to do the super bowl and it was the same year that i saw him in concert well he came out pops up out of the stage and just stands there for 90 seconds doesn't do anything he just stood there People lost their mind. Just lost their mind. Today, if that happened, people would be throwing stuff on the stage. Hey, man, let's go. Get a go. But if it was Michael Jackson that was doing that today, they wouldn't. People would still, they would just be losing their mind that he's standing there not doing anything. That's how crazy famous that guy was. It's, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah, but that's for me that for easy. It's easy. Yeah. That, I obviously, like, his discography is incredible, um, but just the phenomenon around him too. Uh, that's that's. I'll do some research on that. I'll, that's my homework for this week is <laughs> is doing some Michael Jackson research. But uh, for me, I was supposed to go to the Beyonce concert, then I got moved to the Sunday Night Football game, and I feel like that that would have been number one. Um, but uh, I saw Panic at the Disco. Uh, that's a good performance. Uh, but I went to a Zach Bryan concert. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, with Zach Bryan. A little country, a little folksy type uh, country, all like acoustic banjos type stuff like that. Um, it's a really good performance. Uh, it, it was my favorite song. Yeah, I mean it's it it's a very. Um, I don't know how. What word am I looking for? It's very bare in terms of just like the musical. It's it's raw. Probably is a better word for it. Uh, in terms of like how it's done, but he, his stage. So this was actually the largest concert ever at the Sprint Center, I think, which was at partly that, well, sorry, T-Mobile Center, um, that kind of added to like the, the ambiance and like the aura of it. it's like the most people they've ever put in to that stadium for a concert. But his stage was like, uh, so if you think about like a WWE ring, like in the middle, how they could use every single seat in the house mm -hmm. because it was a square and he would go to each side and like seeing and move around to like each side of like the this uh, rectangle stage. So it was 
Nice. It's pretty cool. No, it was a good experience. Uh, but yeah, I feel like Beyonce would have been the number one. Uh, got tickets for uh, Tara and I to go, my, my girlfriend and I to go, but then they did reschedule it because of, I think it was a scheduling conflict on Beyonce's end in terms of like travel. She ended up having to move like three or four shows um, because of it and then canceled her like Seattle show. I think the one in Pittsburgh even got moved a little bit, but then they moved it to when the Chiefs played on Sunday night. And I said, I cannot do that. No, oh. it's. So uh, that that was not very fun, but the, from everything that I saw, that she killed it at Kansas City. Uh, uh, she loved Kansas City as well. Uh, that's another part of it. Apparently, Kansas City is becoming a big hub uh, for for stars to come and, and hang out. Um, who would have thought at the beginning of the year? I don't know if that was on your 2022 bingo card. I guess it's 2023. Uh, it's on your 2023 bingo card, but uh, Kansas City becoming the next Nashville. Oh, I hope. I don't know. I mean. Kansas City, I mean, the acoustics in Arrowhead, I mean, and, and if you're big enough to yeah. be able to get in Arrowhead, your concert's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think, I mean, Ed Sheeran played there this past year. I think Luke Combs played there last year. Um, they had Elton John and Stevie Nicks. No, Taylor, not Swift. Taylor Swift did two nights there. Um, it wasn't Elton John. Billy Joel. Joel. Yikes. Tough Ritter. Uh, he you no he played it he played at Arrowhead but he had played in Kaufman before. Um, Garth Brooks is going to play at Kaufman I think next year. Uh, He's an entertainer. Yeah, yeah, he is. Heard. Didn't he? I've heard. I've heard. If you put him like Mexico City, if you want to look at concerts, there's some Metallica in Russia, where they must have played in front of a million people. Wow. Look at Metallica Russia, and then like Garth Brooks in Mexico Mexico City. And he's like sprinting across stage singing, and he's like he's returning a pick six from the goal line. Like it's like he's running, he's running a hundred yards in front of a video screen. It's wild, but yeah, that's nice. You're about talk about epic concerts. I love it. All right, fellas, well appreciate you hanging out with me, talking some Chiefs, getting people ready for this uh, Sunday slate. Appreciate everybody listening and hanging out with us here too. Is uh, we'll be back to our normal schedule next week. Thursday night game throws everything off, but. Appreciate you listening to Outside the Trenches presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream Liqueur. Um, that's going to do it. For Nick Leckie, for Brian Hanley, Big B, I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll catch you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.